A historic weekend it was for Bearcats football. Nine players got drafted, another signed as an undrafted free agent, and today I'm focusing on Desmond Ritter. I think he can be the next great quarterback in the NFC South, and I also think he can unlock the potential of Atlanta's offense. That's on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget if you're watching on our Locked On Bearcats YouTube channel to subscribe and then like and share a comment on the video if you're listening on an audio platform, whether it be Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher, to first off, like, and then share a comment, and then give it a rating, because all of that helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. It's Monday, May 2nd, 2022, and the Bearcats football program is coming off a historic weekend, more historic than the victory at Notre Dame, more historic than the conference championship win over Houston, This was the most historic weekend in Bearcats football history. Nine players were drafted, third most of any program in the country this this draft, and another signed as an undrafted free agent, Joel DeBlanco, signing with the New Orleans Saints. So, you look at last year's team now, and you realize how talented it was. A first-round draft pick, the first since 1971, uh, multiple second and third round picks, five Bearcats drafted in the first two days, four going on Friday, and then an additional four going on Saturday. An incredible weekend for Bearcats football. The most meaningful pick to me, and I don't mean this in any way of disrespect to Sauce Gardner or Alec Pierce or any Bearcat that was drafted, but Desmond Ritter was the most meaningful pick of the weekend. And I'm going to spend most of this show talking about what I think he can bring to Atlanta's offense, why I think he should start week one. It shouldn't even be a question. And he's got the potential, when all is said and done, to be a great quarterback to come through the NFC South. So Desmond Ritter, third-round pick, 74th overall by the Atlanta Falcons. Personally, I could not be more thrilled. Because not only am I a Cincinnatian, Cincinnati alum, Cincinnati sports fan, Cincinnatian. I, I lived in Cincinnati. I grew up just outside of Cincinnati in Springboro, which I consider part of Cincinnati. But I was also born in Atlanta in 1998. And now I work in Macon, Georgia, which is just outside of Atlanta, about an hour and 15 minutes south. So the fact that Desmond Ritter got drafted by the team, by my what I call my birthplace team, it does mean a lot. And I am looking forward to watching him play. I mean, heck, I might buy Falcon season tickets possible to be a season ticket holder of two teams i'll prove that it is um he doesn't even have to change his uniform colors he's red and black he doesn't have to travel very far from louisville it's about six to six and a half hours this could not have worked out any better he's going to a team that has they have some history atlanta i know it's not great they've never won a super bowl they've only been to two but you think about since matt ryan took over as quarterback in 2008. That franchise has been one of the most consistent franchises in the NFL. Falcons with postseason appearances in four of Matt Ryan's first five seasons, 
and then additional postseason appearances in 2016 and 2017. So that is six postseason appearances in a span of 10 years for a franchise that, let's face it, struggled mightily before Matt Ryan got there. Matt Ryan spent 14 seasons with the Atlanta Falcons. He's the greatest quarterback in franchise history. He's he's probably the greatest player in franchise history, for my money's worth. And Desmond Ritter now has Desmond Ritter now has the opportunity to succeed him as the starter. And that's a lot of pressure if you're if you're the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Because for the last 14 years, all you've known is the number two. Number two under center. MVP in 2016, part of that Super Bowl team, led the Falcons to an NFC championship game in 2012 led them to division titles in 2010, 2012, 2016. The Falcons have a lot of history under Matt Ryan, but this could be the new era of Falcons football. I think it's really interesting, too, how Desmond Ritter is going to a team that has a second-year head coach in Arthur Smith. I texted Caroline Fenton last night because Arthur Smith used to be the offensive coordinator. Caroline Fenton locked on LSU, proud colleague of the Locked On Podcast Network, and Arthur Smith had been the offensive coordinator for Tennessee the previous two seasons, I'm sorry, in 2019 and 2020, prior to him becoming head coach last year. And I asked her, I said, because she wasn't there when Arthur Smith was there, but her co-host, Jared Stillman, longtime Nashville resident and now Nashville sports talk show host, I asked her, I said, you know, does Jared like Arthur Smith? And he, she told me we would take him back in a heartbeat. So that tells you that he's going to a, a, a team with a good head coach, an offensive-minded head coach in Arthur Smith. And you saw the Titans' offense in 2019 and 2020 when Ryan Tannehill took over. People were like, oh, it's so great. He gets to start somewhere. I told people, listen, do you want to face Tennessee right now with Derrick Henry? He was running the way he was the last two years prior to 2021. And... Ryan Tannehill was not making mistakes and he was throwing and he wasn't like he was just being a game manager. There was a game in Oakland in Oakland. Yes, they were the, the then Oakland Raiders. He threw for 380 and I think three or four touchdowns like him. And I'm like, you don't want to face that team. That team ended up playing for the AFC championship. But the key is this. Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator when Marcus Mariota, who was currently in line to start for the Falcons. But this is where the key is. Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, or I'm sorry, the Titans, when Marcus Mariota was benched. Yup, you heard it, benched. Marcus Mariota has not played half a season of games since 2018. And he was signed to be the starter for the Falcons. In what world does that make sense? In what world... Does a quarterback who in the last three years has been benched and has been the backup to Derek Carr and the Raiders and has only been used in certain plays, forget packages, only used maybe one play a game every four games, and you're telling me that he should be the starter over Desmond Ritter? Uh Uh-uh. Sorry. Desmond Ritter can unlock this Atlanta offense. Marcus Mariota is not the answer. I look at... Arthur Smith, he was a great offensive coordinator at Tennessee. A great offensive coordinator at Tennessee. That Titans offense was dynamic in 
2019-2020. But that was with, that was not when Marcus Mariota was the quarterback. That was when Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback. Desmond Ritter has compared himself to Ryan Tannehill. If Arthur Smith wants to have success, I think, as a head coach, start a dual-threat quarterback. Desmond, Desmond Ritter should be the starting quarterback for the Falcons. He has what it takes to be not only that, but the next great quarterback in the NFC South. I'm talking about the next great quarterback in the NFC South that that includes the following. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Jake DeLone, Michael Vick. Five of those quarterbacks have played in the Super Bowl. The other revolutionized the quarterback position for a few years. And even though it was only for a few years, damn it, he did. And Michael Vick. Raiders dual threat. He's athletic. He's a great leader. And all the intangibles are there to make him a really good NFL starting quarterback. I truly believe that. He should be the starting quarterback in the NFL, for the Atlanta Falcons. If Arthur Smith is looking to unlock his offense, here you go. As a head coach. There were times last year Atlanta's offense was good. But there were other times when it wasn't so good. I looked at the numbers from Atlanta's offense last year. And I think, how in the world can can Desmond Ritter not improve that offense? But Marcus Mariota can? It doesn't make sense to me. And I'll get more into it next here on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, I need to make sure that my computer is charging. Which I believe it is now, and it is. Some outlets in this house do not work here in Charleston, South Carolina. So apologies for the brief delay. But first, now I can tell you about Bilt Bar. Because summer is coming. It might It's already summer down here in the South. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Bilt Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Just throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks and make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars is they're healthy and delicious. So no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? Well, we are going crazy for the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. I love churros. And, okay, I don't have to sacrifice churros. Because there's churro flavors. Who doesn't want a protein that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the mix box. The mix box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Oh, my goodness. That's like getting one item and then getting the second item for half off or even free on those commercials you see on TV. Just like this commercial. Those bars only contain 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar and net carbs each, 17 grams of protein in addition to that. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Just go to Built.com to get all of your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious in their own way. New flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. Desmond Ritter should be first on the Bear, on the Falcons. Excuse me, I'm going to have to use to saying that. The Falcons depth chart. And it shouldn't even be a question. Desmond Ritter is the answer to this offense. Atlanta's offense in 2021. Ready for these numbers? And this is an offense. Mind you, for the better part of 14 years, was one of the best offenses in the league. Matt Ryan was a top 10 quarterback for several years. Julio Jones was maybe the best wide receiver in football. And when they also had a good running game early on in Matt Ryan's career, the thunder and lightning of Michael Turner and Jarius Norwood, that offense could fly. Literally. And metaphor, is it metaphorically? Yeah. Oh, and they also had Roddy White and Michael Jenkins and Algie uh, Crumbler. So, there you go. Austin Hooper was there, too. I could go on about the players that were on that team over the years. Anyway, last year, fourth fewest yards per game. Barely over barely over 300. That's not going to win you games in this league. 16th in passing yards per game. Better, but not great. 26th in points per game. So, the key stats there. Fourth fewest yards per game. 26th in points per game. The Falcons scored less than 20 points a game last year. Here's why Desmond Ritter is the answer to quarterback. Desmond Ritter knows no limits. You take a group of five teams to the college football playoff, there are no limits inside of you. People thought that he had reached his ceiling after his freshman season. Defenses have figured him out. And all he did when there were when there were clamors for him being benched or for him to be benched in the middle of the 2020 season, all he did was take over that team, take over the American Athletic Conference, and quite frankly, take over the whole country of college football. That five-game stretch of in, two, in 2020, when he had 10 passing touchdowns and 11 rushing touchdowns, was Lamar Jackson-esque. And I've said that more than once on this show. That's how good his performance was in that string of games. It was remarkable to witness. And then he could have gone pro last year. Did not. Came back for his senior season. People were wondering if that was a good decision, maybe. People were wondering if he was going to, you know, if his five-game run in 2020 was a fluke and the first pass of 2021 proved that it was not. And all he did after that was get better and better and better. Four touchdown passes that game. Two touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown against Notre Dame. A rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown against Indiana, bringing the Bearcats back down from 14, and then three touchdowns in the conference championship game against Houston. How is that guy not your quarterback? Marcus Mariota, here's some more stats about him. And I like Mariota. I think he I think he's a great leader. You saw what he did at Oregon. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's respectable. But damn it, he can't win in this NFL. Marcus, I can't remember the last time Marcus Mariota chucked the ball down the field. Desmond Ritter can do that. It looks it looks like it's hard for Mariota to play quarterback. There's a stagnant feeling and a tense feeling you get when you watch Marcus Mariota play quarterback. I saw because I watched some Titans games over the years. There's a tension that you have when Marcus Mariota is your quarterback. Now I understand he was really good his second season, surprisingly. 2016, when he had 26 touchdowns and almost 3,500 passing yards, devastating end of the season when he broke his leg in Week 16. 
I wonder what he would be like today if that hadn't happened. But he came back. Yes, he has a playoff win in his career. You could call it a lucky win because he literally threw a touchdown to himself in that wild card game against Kansas City. But he has not touched 20 touchdown passes or 3,500 yards since 2016. And yet he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Falcons over Desmond Ritter. There's a ceiling with Marcus Mariota. He's played long enough to know. I've said, and I said this earlier last season with Joe Burrow, when he gave away the game against Chicago, and I said, you know what? It's time that we start judging him based on wins and losses. You only get so many years in the NFL to form your identity. Joe Burrow, it, after two years, yes, he lost the yes, he and the Bengals lost the Super Bowl. But damn it, you can get to the, you can go to a Super Bowl, which is pretty damn hard to do with Joe Burrow. You can win big with Joe Burrow. He proved that this year. His identity is he's a big time quarterback. Marcus Mariota played four seasons with Tennessee. That's enough for me to say. That's enough evidence, conclusive for me to say. Nope, not the answer. Because the next week after the victory against Kansas City in the Walker game, they got waxed by New England. 35 to 7. Might have been 35-14, but same thing. They got they got waxed. There's a ceiling with Mariota. There's not a ceiling with Desmond Ritter. People thought he peaked after his freshman season. He regressed his second season. He got better and better his third season. They thought he couldn't top it his senior season, and he did. He took a group of five program to the college football playoff. That right there tells you this man knows no limits. And I do believe that. He does not know any limits because he was doubted in high school. He was doubted at Cincinnati. And he's going to be doubted again in Atlanta. But I will tell you this, because I spent time around Desmond Ritter. I watched every single game of his for four years. I saw him become the third winningest quarterback in the history of college football. I repeat, the third winningest quarterback in the history of college football. The only two quarterbacks with more wins are Colt McCoy and Kellen Moore. Ritter will be a better quarterback than both of them. You can mark my word. Why would you not start this guy at quarterback? If you're Arthur Smith, you coordinated the Titans offense for two years when it was one of the best in the league. People thought that Titans offense was strictly run and they could not throw. There was a game in 2020. And I think the Titans became the first team to have a quarterback throw for 350 and a running back run for 200 in the same game. The Titans offense after that game, I labeled them as dynamic, and they were really good. I said Ryan Tannehill was a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Arthur Smith has a dynamic offense. And you look at the Falcons offense right now. The Drake London pick, I like. Because you're going to give whoever is your quarterback some weapons. A weapon to throw the ball to. It's an offense that's very thin. I know that Calvin Ridley is going to be suspended for the season, which sucks for, for, for a guy like Desmond Ritter. But you look at who the Falcons have. And it's going to be a little similar to Ritter's first two seasons at Cincinnati where you really don't know the personnel and it doesn't really stand out. You look at the offense right now. Cordero Patterson's going to be a weapon. Drake London, Olamide Zach Zacchaeus, Demir Bird, Kyle Pitts. There's some young studs on this offense. Now look at the offensive line that has undergone significant changes in recent years. But I look at that offense and I go, Ritter can elevate him more than Mariota can. 
Arthur Smith has a has a really good, solid group of weapons to work with. And I've had conversations with my assignment editor where I work. And he was like, why are the Falcons going after a wide receiver? They need to, you know, draft offensive line help. They need to, you know, get ready for their quarterback of the future. Let me, let me give you let me give you some experience here. The Bengals last year took Jamar Chase. And I was a huge fan of it. I just realized my Twitter handle wasn't up. This is also take two of today's recording. So, I don't know. Anyway, it's also the second day of the month. So, where was I? Um, the Bengals in 2021 took Jamar Chase. And there were people who were... Up, they were mad about that pick. Yes, you need offensive line protection for your quarterback, but I, as I say, and I'm no foot, and I, and I, you know, I know football enough to do this podcast. I don't know if I have the mindset of a general manager, but my thinking has been this: What good does an offense? What good does a great offensive line do if you don't have guys to throw the ball down the field to? Look at the teams that are winning this league. They're chucking the ball down the field. There used to be a saying, the fun team never wins. Oh, that has been shattered. That has been shattered hard the last few years. All right. So let's look at the Chiefs in 2019. Man, that offense dynamic. They won the Super Bowl. Oh, let's look at the Rams this past season. I remember watching their first game of the season, and they were chucking the ball all all over the field. They were getting on all the highlight shows on ESPN and NFL Network. Yeah, that's an offense. Yeah. That wins in today's league. That wins in today's league. So the Falcons drafting Drake London to pair with Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts, who's a stud at tight end. Those are good picks. Those are great picks. The offensive line will the offensive line will come. It will get developed. But you need to have down the field playmakers to throw the ball to in this league for your rookie quarterback. I guarantee if the Bengals drafted Panay Sewell, they might have been a 500 team, but they certainly would have been feared going into the playoffs. They drafted Jamar Chase. Yes, Joe Burrow was sacked 70 times during the regular and postseason combined. Most of any quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, you know what he also did? Led the NFL in completion percentage and yards per attempt. Why? Because he had two vertical studs in T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, a slot stud in Tyler Boyd. Oh, and he also had C.J. Uzama and Joe Mixon. Boom, weaponized. There you go. That's what you have to do in this league to win. Yeah, and, the, and and Desmond Ritter is at a value. He's not going to cost as much as your first-round draft pick for the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. You can build around Desmond Ritter. You have a second-year stud tight end in Kyle Pitts. You have Cordero Patterson, who's a veteran. You have you have Drake London, who was a first-round pick, top-10 pick. You're going to build around him. Your running backs are... You only have one running back in Cordero Patterson. You also have Damian Williams, <clears throat> excuse me, who has experience from Kansas City. I like this offense. I really do. And I think Desmond Ritter can unlock it. Quarterbacks that have come through the NFC South have been dynamic. Cam Newton, Michael Vick, um, Drew Brees. He was more pocket passer. But it's changing. It's evolving. Michael Vick. Desmond Ritter can throw the ball down the field. He can run. And that's what you want in your quarterback. And that is why I think he should be the starting quarterback for the Falcons. Marcus Mariota has a ceiling. Desmond Ritter does not. You start Marcus Mariota. 
yes, he might be a he might be a good game manager. He might prepare well during the week. He might be a hard worker and all that. Those are great. But if you want if you want to sell tickets into that gorgeous stadium, if you want to win games, if you want to compete for an NFC South title, which the Falcons, I mean, Tampa Bay is going to run away with that division anyway. But if you want to compete for a playoff spot in a conference where I can't definitively name you seven teams who are going to make the playoffs, I can name you Tampa Bay, the Rams, and that's it. I can't even name you Green Bay. I can't even name you Dallas, who made the playoffs last year. I can't name you some teams who made the playoffs last year. That are going to make it this year. Atlanta can, I, I mean, I, I'm being ambitious again. But I also know Desmond Ritter was a part of a program at Cincinnati that punched above their weight class for four years, and look where it got them, the college football playoff. Thank you very much, Case Closed. Up next, the other Bearcats draft picks and where they can fit in with their teams. But first, I need to tell you about BetOnline.net because it is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. You know, I just can't get over where Desmond Ritter is heading and, and, and the personal connection that I have to that. And then all the Bearcats that have been drafted this this season. Ten players. It's this is the culmination of the of the job Luke Fickle has done. And you're not, and this is not the first time you are going to see this. This is not the first time you will see this. What a great weekend for Cincinnati Bearcats athletics in general. Uh, Rayvon Griffith com- uh, committed to Cincinnati, four-star for the class of 2023, first commit of the Big 12 era for Bearcats basketball. Much more on that later this week. Maybe Russ Heldman on the show because, you know, whenever we have something breaking in recruiting, we go to Russ Heldman. We go to our guy from all Bearcats. I can also tell you this. Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons, will join me Wednesday to talk about Desmond Ritter getting drafted by the NFL's Red and Black. And as on some, on an episode this week, the voice of the Cincinnati Bearcats, Dan Horde, will join me to talk about this Bearcats' incredible and historic draft class. It also includes some other players. I touched on Sauce Gardner going to the Big Apple earlier this week. I'm a huge fan of that pick. The Bengals play the Jets this season. I might have to buy tickets to that game now, fly up to New York, which, you know, would be a good expenditure of my money. Um... Let's talk about some other selections. Alec Pierce, second round, 52nd big overall to the Indianapolis Colts. I think it's a great fit. The Colts wide receivers, they have some, but they're thin. Alec Pierce could, I mean, is it not, is it far-fetched for me to say Alec Pierce could be the number one wide receiver on the Indianapolis Colts by the season's end? It would not shock me if he was. Matt Ryan, I'm talking about a, you know, Circling, what, what is it, circling the wagon or, um, you know, just a small world. So Desmond Ritter could be Matt Ryan's successor. Matt Ryan goes to Indianapolis, which is two hours from Cincinnati, and he's gonna his number one wide receiver there could be a Bearcat and Alec Pierce. I mean, how great is that? Talk about a, a circle of um, Bearcats football and, and uh, a small world. 
So that's Alec Pierce. Brian Cook, third-round pick to the Kansas City Chiefs. If Tyron Matthews on the way out, which report from Adam Schefter says the New Orleans Saints are going to revamp, re-up their discussions to land him, that could be a a huge um, piece to fill at safety for the Chiefs. Brian Cook could be that guy. Brian Cook, I think, is going to do great things for Steve Spagnuolo's defense. He's going to be playing for a defensive coordinator that I that I have a lot of respect for. Because I because another thing about me, I grew up a New York Giants fan, family from New York on my dad's side, and I watched Steve Spagnolo coordinate that Giants defense to a Super Bowl title in 2007 against the 18-0 New England Patriots. Apologies to our boss, Zach Blackerby, uh, for having to hear that just now. Hope he forgives me. We'll find out on the water cooler this week that we do as a college channel. Anyway, that's Brian Cook. Myjay Sanders, third-round pick to the Arizona Cardinals. This is an interesting pick because the Cardinals play a 3-4 defense. I don't know where they're going to fit Myjay Sanders. I'm not saying he's going to even start. The Cardinals' defense, though, it's it's thin. You lose Chandler Jones to the Raiders. You have J.J. Watt, but damn it, he's been injury-prone the last few years. But are you going to put Myjay Sanders at defensive end? Are you going to put him at linebacker? Are you going to make him a hybrid like a Khalil Mack? You know, there are a lot of interesting questions there about Maja Sanders. I don't necessarily love where he's going. I don't think the Cardinals are, you know, the Cardinals were a fun team in the first half of the season, 7-0. They, fin- they finished that season 4-6. and six. And, you know, they didn't play well in the playoff game. There's been drama this offseason with Kyler Murray. I don't really love... Myjay Sanders going to the Arizona Cardinals, but I do think there's something to work with there. I think the Cardinals are going to be a good team next year. I can easily see them going, getting back to the playoffs, but that's a team that, you know, defensively, there's a lot of question marks. I think it can be a good defense. I think Sanders can bring a lot to that defense because teams aren't really going to know him. Last year, what happened with Sanders was he was double teamed a lot, so he was basically neutralized a lot. Didn't make it. Didn't make as tremendous of an impact as he did his uh, twenty twenty season. I still, I still think there's something there, and I, I, I do think he can carve out a, a significant role. Arizona, Kobe Bryant to the Seattle Seahawks fourth round pick. You know the Seahawks secondary has been a mess for years. I mean they went from being the best secondary maybe in NFL history to being just. I mean they were getting beat every single game. You know, Quandre, Quandre Diggs is a nice is a nice player, good corner, but I look at elsewhere in that secondary, and I, I, I just, there's not a lot of talent. You know, I'm looking right now at Seattle's roster, and outside of Quandre Diggs, their secondary consists, on tab, their secondary consists of Jamal Adams, who... I, I, I've always been fascinated why people think he's so great. You have Cindy Jones the fourth. Kobe Bryant's currently listed second behind Artie Burns on the depth chart. Artie Burns already on his second team. Didn't really work out in Pittsburgh. I had a friend of mine, Steelers fan, who always told me that he was, you know, he was always upset with the way Artie Burns was playing. So there's a potential for Kobe Bryant to carve out a nice role in Seattle as they look to rebuild that secondary. By the way, you look at the Arizona Cardinals, circling back, the Cardinals' defensive front consists of J.J. Watt, Rashard Lawrence, 
Zach Allen, um, Cameron Thomas, Lakai Fotu, if I pronounced that correctly, Matt Dickerson, Dennis uh, Gardick, and Maja Sanders. By the way, the Cardinals could have potentially two starting American Athletic Conference players at linebacker, Maja Sanders, which they currently have him as the will linebacker, and then um, Zaven Collins, that beast of a linebacker from Tulsa who gave the Bearcats, who gave many teams problems when he was playing uh, for the Golden Hurricanes. So there's, there, there is a chance for Sanders to, to carve out a role there. Jerome Ford going to Cleveland. Now, you know, I, I don't like that he's going to Cleveland. I like that he's getting drafted. I think he can carve out a role behind Nick Chubb because I, I look at the Browns. I look at their running back depth. I look at their running back room. Nick Chubb is obviously the bell cow there. Kareem Hunt is there. But outside of that, um, it's Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Demetrius Felton. There's a, there is a strong running back room, but I, I think with Jerome Ford, what I like is he can be that, you know, situational third down back, you know, he can, you know, come in, get those hard-earned yards, earn, you know, work his way up to earn a spot on the roster. I do like that pick. Uh, Darian Beavers. The Giants... He went to the New York Giants. By the way, Jerome Ford, fifth-round pick. Darian Beaver, sixth-round pick. The New York Giants. This is a really interesting team. Because their defense actually has some star players. They just drafted Kayvon Thibodeau. Now they're adding Darian Beaver as a playmaker at, um, at linebacker. The Giants, even though they were abysmal last year, 4-13... and New head coach and Brian Dable, new GM. Look at their defense. I mean, there are some players, there are some nice players on that defense. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Tay Crowder, Ozzie Zojaliri, James Bradbury, Xavier McKinney, Adore Jackson. Like, there's some talent on that defense. And Darian Beavers, like I said, the one thing that he'll bring is a nose for the football. He knows for the football, making plays. He wants to make, create turnovers. That's huge. And then finally, a guy who we didn't know if he was going to get his name called. He was the only Bearcat not invited to the Combine, Curtis Brooks. He helps an, He helps a Colts defensive line. He's going to the Colts. He helps a Colts defensive line that is already pretty damn solid. I'm talking about guys like DeForest Buckner. I'm talking about guys like Grover Stewart. I'm talking about guys like Yannick Nagakwe. That is an incredible defensive front. I'm not sure if Curtis Brooks is going to get any significant playing time. But then again, Marquise Copeland carved out a, a nice role with the L.A. Rams last year, had a pick in the playoffs, interception in the playoffs. So it's very possible for Curtis Brooks to carve out a nice role with the Colts. And it's great that you have, I mean, the only player really going anywhere far is Kobe Bryant to Seattle. Sauce Gardner going to New York. Darian Beavers going to New York. You've got Alec Pearson Curtis Brooks going to Indianapolis. You've got Desmond Ritter going to Atlanta. Jerome Ford up the road to Cleveland. And then you have uh, Brian Cook going to Kansas City. So, and Maja Sanders going to Arizona. So, I guess you have two players going out to the West Coast. One going, you know, to the, I mean, the middle of the country in Kansas City. But, again, I, I look at this draft class, and, it, it again, it, it, it's amazing the, the versatility, the depth, the just the talent that, got this team to the playoff last year, and there was a reason why. It's not, I mean, the Bearcats, yes, got into the playoff as the fourth seed by virtue, and there were some upsets that had to happen for them to do so fine. I understand that. But I will also 
remind everybody how talented that team was. Remember Gus Malzahn after the UCF game when the Bearcats obliterated them 56 to 21? Gus Malzahn said they could win it, the Bearcats could win it all. And yes, they ran into Alabama. They ran into an Alabama team that said, you know what? We're not even going to throw at Sauce Gardner. We're going to run the football because we know we can against UC's three-man front. That's just genius coaching by Nick Saban. That's a team that had Alabama at 17-6 late in the third quarter. Not a lot of teams could say that. Georgia got beat by them by 17 in the SEC championship. Cincinnati was right up there with them. And their draft class showed just how talented they were. That's going to be uh, a lot of the talk this week. Um, tomorrow, I am going to hit on Rayvon Griffith joining Cincinnati as a uh, the, the first commit on the hardwood for the class of 2023, first Big 12 commit. You know what? I think I am going to try and get Russ Hellman on for that. I think I am. Uh, don't forget, as I mentioned earlier at the top of this segment, uh, Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons, joining me Wednesday to talk about Desmond Ritter going to the Falcons. Dan Horde later on this week on the Bearcats draft class. And just a lot, a lot more happening. Um, soon I'm going to start my player rankings for next year's Bearcats football team. Bull predictions for each position group. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun because now that the draft is over, it's like, how do we get... So it, it, basically, and I, I'm learning this at my job as a news producer, how do you get from... Point A to point B. And you got to have flow, you know, like this to it. How do we do that? Well, it's up to me to figure it out. So you just buckle up and enjoy the ride. Maybe maybe uh, take some Bill Pars with you. Maybe take some Skyline Chili Dip with you. Uh, maybe take a slice of La Rosa's pizza with you. Or if you're me, you get their meatball sub, which is so good. Hashtag not sponsored. And that, my friends, is going to do it for me here on Lockdown Bearcast today. Don't forget, uh, well, actually, yeah, I'll say that first. If you're watching on Lockdown Bearcast's YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe and then like and share a comment on the video. And if you're downloading from an audio platform, Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, don't forget to like, share a comment, and give it a rating. All of that helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen, Locked On Big 12. See, they tell us to uh, make your second listen your conference show. I'm affiliating this with the Big 12 since UC's going to the Big 12. Get all of your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Frank for the Locked On Bearcats podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Thank you again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.